Hey, just a quick heads up at the start of the show. This week is with Michael Sebastian. Uh, we met him at a Sofa Sounds where he improvises live uh, using his loop station. So we decided to set up that loop station, a couple of guitars, a little synthesizer and some microphones, and we had a little jam in the flat. Now, I won't play the whole thing because it's about 45 to 50 minutes long, but we thought we'd start the show with a bit of it and we'd finish the show with a bit of it. So uh, just a heads up that that's there. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode number 42 of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they are hosting their very own raves in temples around the world, (laughs) or are as the case may be this week. Uh, My name is Alex, I'm joined by Michelle. Hello. And this week we have a very special guest, drumroll please. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, it is Michael Sebastian. Thanks hey. for joining us this week. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm just, you know, reveling in the fact that we get to do this and just meet up with people that we've gigged with in the past that we wouldn't normally be like... Met on a random gig and then... Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't normally meet up because we're just saying, weren't we, the podcast allows us to do this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We met, did we, we're sort of So Far Sounds London. Yeah. And... We were in this cool little space called Snap. Was it Snap? Zap. Zap, 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 Zap Studios. Studios yeah. yeah, it was in Peckham, right? Yeah, it was, and it was a photography studio, but it had like a, this infinity wall in the corner, didn't it? And yeah. oh, it looked oh, so yeah. cool. I felt like I was in like an early two thousands uh, like pop punk music <laughs> yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have got like the bongos out, like a pop punk bang, but with like bongos. You know, what's the no. teenage dirtbag guys? Oh, why have they got um, bongos? Weetus. Yeah. Is it Weetus? Yeah, yeah, they did stuff like that. Oh no, that um, was so niche. I know, but yeah, that's what. I could that's what it reminded me of it, was, it looked really cool all the photos from that night looked so yeah. sick <laughs> yeah and then we came to a show of yours yes at earth no grow earth, grow grow hackney. hackney yeah yeah and that was that was we'll, so good we'll get onto this a little bit later but that was an organic rave oh yeah organic a night of organic dance music yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah. so for people who are confused as to what we're talking about what is it that you do um so i improvise I suppose dance music uh, with a loop pedal using guitar and beatbox and some other stuff. Yeah. Um, and it kind of all came from busking when I got down to London. I yeah. kind of started going out with a um, with a looper and the guitar and just jamming. And then I realized I was like, oh, I can do this full time and not have to do other other work. So that kind of became the central thing. And then it's kind of developed since then into lots of different areas. But now, yeah, it's kind of like thinking like the thinking about the guitar yeah and and the looper and as as kind of makers of dance music i suppose of, yeah. of a sense yeah um and then um trying to put that in that context i suppose okay cool it wasn't until i went to that show in hackney grow that i was like oh shit this is an actual like thing that people do <laughs> there's a whole culture there's a it. whole culture that i just wasn't even aware of and until because i'd seen you at sofa sounds and i was like this is amazing i need to see more of this yeah but i just didn't realize that there were like other people doing it like that guy who was 
who played last at that show. He had this whole setup with loads of like different shit around him, like looping it all. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, whoa, yeah. he's literally like, this is, this is dance music, but that guy is just like creating it all right there in yeah, front of me. Ruskies, yeah. And that is like so incredibly creative to just make that. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it, it did take a while to kind of find, stumble across other people who were doing a similar thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first was Joe, who's the kind of, He's another busker, and I remember coming across him. I'd be like, "Oh, this sounds like really similar." Yeah. And then we're like, oh, "This is cool," but we're the only two guys in London. We really know about doing this, so we just kind of like started gigging together and doing like like hanging because because we're the only ones who can really like chat about. I don't know the the kind of like I don't know little parts yeah. of the, the nuances. Of the, of yeah, what exactly. Yeah. Um, so often we just like call each other up and be like, "Yeah, how's it going, man?" Like, <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. I mean, mm. it's kind of cool to. F- I mean, I know that I know that maybe at first you'd be thinking, oh, okay, we're the only people around doing this. It might be hard because it's, you know, it's tricky to get gigs or it's tricky to do whatever. But actually being at the start of something like that, it's really cool to yeah. be like, we, like, we are the only people doing this and therefore we can grow it rather yeah. than feeling like, you know, I'm just another, you know, cog in that cultural wheel. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? it it kind of it, it feels quite exciting. I mean, I don't think it was like designed by any of us. I think we just kind of like found our ways into like, oh, this is what we do now. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I think as far like as far as a musician's perspective goes, um, like there's there's so much dance music and there's such a big audience for like yeah dance music in in the in the world now. And I've worked a lot of um, like electronic music festivals, mm. and then and then the energy is incredible and crowds are going crazy for djs yeah um and then kind of on the gig scene it's kind of it's going the other way yeah well maybe yeah but it's just it's a kind of like different engagement so i was mm. kind of quite jealous as a musician of these djs and i was like well, well why don't don't i get to play like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. one in the morning and have people like jump up and down like, like completely lose their minds too yeah that's really cool stuff. it's definitely going i think it's, it feels like things are going more towards um bands again and I know that there'll be some people that say that it's it never moved away from bands, but there was definitely a, a a tilt, like you say, in that DJ direction. Yeah. In the last, like, I don't know, maybe even like thirty years, if you were back to like early nineties, but like definitely since since the millennium, mm. it just tilting towards DJs a bit more and everything. You know, it's cheaper to get a DJ for the promoter, and yeah, yeah, people yeah, want yeah. that kind of music, so you give them more and more of that. But it feels like things are maybe slightly coming back around to live music again, with the fact that you would have the film screenings with orchestras, or yeah, you know, when uh, I remember T, uh, our bassist, went to go and see Stormzy and was gutted that Stormzy didn't have a band. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. because it it became a th- it, it became a real thing for like hip hop artists and rappers to have a band and how sick yeah. was it that they had a band whereas you probably didn't even think about that a few years ago no. like maybe 10 years ago something like that you'd be like oh well it'd be a i'm there for the for the hip-hop artist whereas the live aspect is really coming back around i think yeah but yeah. i think it's still gonna struggle not struggle but but i think the kind of that big splurge that we went through of indie bands a few years ago yeah i think that's struggling more now that seems to be like lulling a bit because it does seem to be all of these like new wave kind of ideas that are coming up mm. that, are, that I feel like that, like your kind of stuff it um seems to be the reason that people are coming back to live music because because the people are being like oh these guys are actually doing something interesting with it instead of going to see you know going to a gig night and knowing exactly what you're gonna get yeah yeah from the lineup I suppose music kind of like took a jump forward like technologically it yeah. was like wow there's all this stuff that we can do and produce music and we can sit in a studio and create these 
um, but then and create these like pristine tracks which sound amazing. Yeah. Um, and then like, but then playing like reproducing that live, the tech wasn't quite there. And I think now musicians are figuring out ways to like reproduce the textures yeah. and the like that comes with modern production, so that people are able to like hear the stuff that they listen to performed mm. live. And yeah. I don't know. There's something like when. Like about the visualization of the performance of live music, of like when you see somebody hit a drum yeah. or like pluck a string yeah. or like like say something in person. Yeah, I think I think that kind of the energy that comes from that is incomparable to to kind of press and play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I think one thing that's really interesting with the stuff that you do. So for for people to, to give people more context, so you'll start a loop on your pedal, which may be a guitar riff maybe a beatbox riff, maybe a vocal hook, yeah. something like that. And then you'll build it around that and then you'll become more, it seems like it becomes more and more creative. Like, that, you know, this is not just me playing a guitar and then strumming some chords. That's, sorry, playing a guitar riff and then strumming some chords. It's me playing a guitar riff and then maybe like hitting the top of the guitar or smacking it here or making, rather than singing, I'm making a sound effect here or something like that. And what's really cool about that is as you get deeper and deeper into the loop, those sounds so so for example i just saw maybe i just saw you like do this with your um with your finger in your mouth and you just went <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. and at first i'm like <laughs> like i'm like i saw what you did and i go yeah. that you know that's funny it's quirky it's different mm -hmm. but then a minute into the loop i completely forget i'm hearing that sound every you know time it loops i'm hearing <laughs> yeah. but then I, it just becomes part of the music doesn't yeah. it yeah, and yeah. then you can reflect maybe another minute or so later you're like that that noise was him doing that <laughs> and you like and it and it just adds that element that you can actually you know hold on to. I love the fact that when you hear some samples from like favorite bands that are on their album and they'll say oh this was a uh, like there's a band called Tool who squeeze a cat on one of them and they sampled that. Oh really? And yeah. when you what, find that what out track or what? it's on the, the Lateralist album. Oh, really? I, okay. I think it might be the track called Lateralist, but Okay, and um, yeah. squeezes a cat and then when you know that you it can't just adds yeah, yeah. so much more to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, at first you're like, oh, that's a cool noise. But then you just know that it's where it's come from. Poor yeah. cat. I know. I think it was a nice squeezing, though. I think it was like, you know. <laughs> What a nice squeeze. Just, you know, like, it's gentle, like, like a cuddle squeeze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See? All right, well, to pull it back a bit. So, <laughs> so we, when, did you, when did you come over to London? Um, I've been in London for five years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Long time. So, and yeah. where, where did you come over from? Um, well... I grew up in South Africa and then yeah. I studied in Scotland and then I came down after that. Oh, Scotland? Yeah. In what Edinburgh. did you study? Popular music. Ah, uh, yes, okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on. Um, cool. So you've been, so, and, and it wasn't until you got to London that you kind of found that particular thing that you were doing, like yeah. that sound. Yeah, completely. And it was more by design. I think I came down, I came down to London with an idea of what, uh, what like being a musician should be and then i was like uh, i had my solo project with all my like neatly packaged songs and my ep mm. and then just realizing that i don't know it took me a while to like adjust to maybe what the city wanted from mm -hmm. from music yeah. like because yeah. i was like i'm gonna come and do this like crazy like avant-garde art project and be really weird on stage and <laughs> <laughs> and like and like i'm still really weird on stage but like that was a i don't I don't know. Yeah, I started busking, and then I think, like when I was on the streets, I kind of had to adapt to what maybe the people needed from right. a busker at like 
after work. Yeah. Like yeah maybe yeah, they needed yeah. to like chill out or relax or have some headspace or just yeah. hear something nice. Okay. So it's kind of giving up that kind of like, this is what popular music uh, yeah, and just yeah. trying to kind of yeah. like like unlearning a lot of things that you've learned and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. being that's really cool though that you you've ended up crafting something that i mean i look so i didn't know you before i ever saw you at that first gig but when i saw you perform that i was like that is just you that's who you are you totally suit doing that and that like now knowing that you you were like you had like you know, a polished ep i'm like yeah. what that makes <laughs> no sense to me at all so the fact that you've like kind of unlearned a lot of that stuff come to a new place and then by design of ha- you know the, the 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 where you lived and what you were doing and you know just how you were getting by you've ended up creating this sound that now is went from from an outsider's point of view is like completely you do you know what I mean but yeah. that's been like but that was something that was forced on you by design of other people not forced on you but you know it was something that you developed as a way of being like oh okay I'm going to adapt to this situation and then yeah. you've grown that. It was kind of definitely a break, a breaking down of stuff, and and also maybe like trying to present less and just thinking about because initially with the loop stuff, I would like I would like go out and play gigs, and then just to like unwind at home, I'd like sit on my guitar with the loop pedal, mm. and then my housemates would hear it through the door and then be like, "Man, you should play that stuff out." And I'm like, "What? It's just like it's just like for me, I yeah, suppose." Yeah, yeah. Um, that's always the way though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. always the way um and then kind of just trying to like find what i really enjoy yeah and then just and just share that instead of like trying to i don't know craft something yeah so when you right okay so when you first started doing it so for anyone who doesn't really understand the idea of looping if anyone's ever seen like early ed sheeran that that oh, I bet you but, that so much. I know, I, I know, and that. I know. I'm just like I know. I've just taken every bit of creativity <laughs> from that. Uh. But just as like just talking to somebody who's like, "What are you on about?" That's the kind of thing you're on about. But just you on a completely different level. Any aspect of music, you could have anyone <laughs> in this room. You go, you know Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. You know Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so you're basically just like building on textures through this thing called a loop station and then eventually it, it creates a, some sort of song out of it just to kind of tell people who might not know what's going on so when you stop what interests me is when I'm watching you I feel like it is exactly that I feel like it's all completely organic but obviously it's probably not like you probably you probably in your head have these songs and melodies that you, you're like I know where this is going that's going to go on that and that's going to go on that and I've rehearsed, that rehearsed stop this it from before being organic, though. But, but viewing it from like a viewer's point of view I was like whoa he's just making this up on the spot like which one is it yeah well it's, it's kind of like I suppose making like an educated deci- decision based on how you feel. Okay. So like, say, so it's like trying like, trying to have an arsenal of like answers for like the things. So if, mm. if between songs I'm like, okay, well maybe we need a, like I'm feeling a little bit chilled for this next one. And then you're like, okay, I know the chord for that. And like you, you do it. And then, and, and then also kind of like relying on what's keeping you entertained to, to kind of make those decisions so like mm. as I go along I'm like I'm bored now and then for, very quickly I'm like why am I bored and then I'm like oh I've been hearing that bass line for too long and then I, I go okay let's take it out so it's kind That's of so cool just just that just like immediately being like this is this is exciting me let's go there or what's not exciting me like let's take it away yeah, yeah, yeah. but then trying to constantly trying to build up and more like more and more of a language so to be able to answer those questions yeah. like differently each so time so in that yeah, way like it cool. is 
it is it is almost entirely organic to the point where you're kind of just going with how you feel and taking things in and out with how you feel it's not like you've gone like I'm gonna play this song for you now and I know exactly how this loop is gonna go you're just there being like I'm just gonna play with how I feel but I kind of know where I'm gonna go because I've done it before yeah that kind of thing and there's definitely an element of like as the loop develops uh, that kind of takes you on a journey that you don't really expect so yeah. like if you because it kind of repeats and the momentum keeps growing that you just kind of like go with it I suppose yeah. and, th- and and then so you might play a line and be like oh this is cool and then and then get more and more excited and then it okay. finishes and then you don't really know how you've done like wh- have whatever has happened has happened yeah but it has and it's cool so does that make the recording process much harder because it's like well what what do I record because I have all of this stuff that I've always just it that I've improved I've loved loads of bits of it I don't know what I want to actually make into a thing that's going to be there forever yeah I think with the recording process so I, I developed a kind of live loop um re- multi-track recording system through Ableton mm. which like took a while to kind of put together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like what, what was cool is that it, it means that it, like in my home setup I've, I've got a loop station which is also a studio so mm-hmm. I can just go home and jam and then I'm like oh this idea is cool and then I can pull it out into a track solo over it and right. then produce it. Um, but but still keeping that like improvised. Feel into it. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that's, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I was going to ask the difference between like live and recorded for you. Because yeah. obviously your thing is that it's, that it is improvised and mm-hmm. it's organic and it's coming just on the spot from how you feel. How have, so what, so you went from neatly packaged DP yeah. to completely organic we're, we're starting afresh every time pretty yeah. much and then do you, how do you capture that or how do you decide you're going to capture that so for my album um i went into the like i, I essentially i knew i wanted to capture the, the improvisational element of it and try yeah. and capture that vibe of the street so i took the loops station ableton loop thing yeah to a shed in the country and was just there for two weeks um <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. and then kind of like I was in there and I'd sprained I'd sprained my ankle so I couldn't really walk around um and I was just kind of stuck in this shed and then uh but yeah and then I just build up the loops and then get really excited and then record kind of top line guitar solos and yeah um and all of that and then I did all of that in the two weeks mm. and then um but then after that came the mixing process which was right. like a completely different brain of like this is these are the bits that are nice these are the bits that are working okay. right but like like all of the, all of the content was still created in a way that was quite organic. Yeah, that's then, cool. Okay, so you so you created it from a very creative, flowy, flowing yeah. sort of place, and then afterwards evaluated in a kind of boring producery, mixery way. Yeah, what's going to stick and what's going to yeah exactly. Not. But then didn't add any any more at that yeah. stage. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which that's is cool. difficult not to do. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Just because you wanted to keep it, I know. Because you're like, oh, I could do the solo here or an extra synth or an extra, and be like, no, yeah. that's that's what happened. Like, but you the, wanted to keep it as that yeah, organic. Yeah, tried to be as, yeah. like in the moment as possible with it. Man, we are so bad for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sit on like productions for yeah. months, months and months and months, and just try out so many different snare drums and so many <laughs> different like. Oh, it gets intense. It's mm. like that. That um. <clears throat> Actually, for the next single that we put out, that was the complete opposite. It was. That was the yeah. first time that we, I did a production, sent it to T. T added a little bit. And we went, all right. Yeah, cool. cool. Done. Done. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, 
what was I going to say? Oh yeah, like the 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 kind of main theme of having that thing being like I want to make sure that it I want to the running theme of this is that it's going to be organic and have that like street sound to it that being like your main consistency meaning that the music can go anywhere which way it wants it doesn't matter like that's your consistent like uh model that must make creative decisions so much easier like having that there to live by because like you say you could just sit there and be like oh I could add so many textures to this so many layers and do so many things afterwards yeah but the 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 whole kind of i don't want to say selling point but selling point of the thing is that you you look at it and you go no it was organically grown that was what happened in the room and you can see the creative thought process happen whilst you're listening to it yeah yeah and and you've got to limit yourself as well to be able to do because if i had like loads and loads of instruments which i'm always really tempted to have yeah then you just stand there looking at them all going hmm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah you gotta kind of like pull yeah back. that was that, that was one thing I was gonna like ask about is you do you, like can you ever see yourself adding like a band style to this because I know we seen you like part that was you had a drummer on for a little yeah. bit and you were like playing around with that you said that you'd just kind of like been in the rehearsal room with him just messing around oh had you even done that had he just come up that day yeah uh he we'd we'd played together before but not in that context right okay um but yeah I mean what's cool for me about the the looping um and I think like if if you're able to keep like be in a band and keep a band together in London like that's amazing but mm-hmm. it's a very difficult thing to do yeah um and so i still like like love collaborating with other musicians uh, and it's a lot easier to do it just on a kind of improvised like one-off basis and then you kind of have so i'm doing another show another one of those ones that grow on friday Mm -hmm. um and then i've got um i think seven different artists featuring on my set Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. And they're all people that I've played with before in different circumstances. So I think there's like, there's a percussion player and a drummer and a vocal looper. And then there's a a yoga teacher who's going to come and do like a guided meditation and underscore it like the beginning. You're just describing a wet dream for Michelle. (laughs) You are. Oh my God, it sounds so good. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And And then they will all come and bring their like personality and flavor and whatever they bring on the night and then it's like will that be i suppose an extended set mm. That's, um, it, is that going on till late i think so yeah yeah we've got yeah. so far sounds finishes at 10 oh, really? o'clock oh nice yeah you know what i mean beyond late there's our there's there's our come after, after it'll be yes. fun <laughs> yeah yeah um so that like the, just quickly like going down a little segue that thing of um because i think i think your music for some reason i don't know why it it links into this whole like wellness movement for me mm. and I don't know what it is about it and I think it's probably because there's like an organic word in there no but I think I think it's got a your 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 sound is has a kind of uh, a more world music sort of vibe to it than like your guitar style feels almost spanishy at times and um, a lot of the beats that you use tend to be more like I don't know African or South American feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's why you associate with that because it's not like it's not like straight down the middle like English British music. No, no, no. <laughs> well, it's also I feel like so we're doing in in the studio that we work in uh, that I work in we're doing like we're running a load of these events called a tune in Waterloo where the we're getting in different artists who who are just very like 
um well i mean one of them was just like a gong kind of synth guy yeah. and oh, he was cool. like a sound therapy healer person yeah. but then a lot of them are like um so artists who who um have been on tour with like john hopkins who played guitar for him oh, wow. so okay. he's just coming and like sitting there and playing and i assume he's going to do lots of loop stuff as well yeah i would love it if he just sat down and played wonderwall for oh, an hour. So <laughs> but didn't sing any of it no, no, no. <laughs> and we've got like the synth player who <laughs> tours with kate tempest she coming in and she's just going to do loads of like really meditative synth stuff but at the same time we've got a yoga teacher teaching a class yeah. so there's a class of like 30 people there as well mm. um and it's so popular. Like the minute we put it out, everyone was just like, yeah, want to do that. And this link between like music and, well, I guess yoga, but the, the, that whole well-being movement is just seems to be quite strong at the moment. And you, have you, am I right in thinking that you've done a yoga class before? Yeah. So yes, it, I thought I'd seen that. So yeah, it's weird because the, the, the kind of, the, the stuff that I'm doing is starting to, to kind of tie into that mm -hmm. a little bit more. Not again, not really by design. Um, but it's kind of, it started with, so I play for dance quite a lot, for contemporary mm -hmm. dance. Oh, nice. Um, and so that's what I kind of do in the mornings is kind of go to the classes and then they give me tempo and I play for them, for music, for the like dancers to dance to. Oh, that's really cool. Um, that's really cool, yeah. Which is, yeah, which is like, it's great because you kind of, they dance to your music, I get to improvise uh, and then you get to see like your music, I suppose, physicalized in a way. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but then through that, you kind of, because you've got the, the loops and the repetitive things, lots of world music um, lends itself really well to that. Whereas mm. kind of, I suppose, Western stuff is kind of both chorus and change. Yeah. And yeah. Structure is very, it's like integral to the, to the sort of Western sound, isn't it? Whether yeah. you yeah. it's like an A, B, A, B thing, no. it's simple, or like, or the verse chorus thing, whereas a world music thing, you, like the loop is the feels like the thing yeah. yeah that feels like the integral part like with with african music there's like all these rhythms that are layered over each other in a like mm. really intricate interesting way mm. um so it's like musically it's like really like challenging and exciting but mm -hmm. then also it repeats itself so it works on the on the machine yeah yeah um and then yeah that kind of moved into i had a friend who was a yoga teacher and then i played for one of her classes and i've begun to do that um yeah, a little bit more, and it's quite it's interesting because it's it's like in this in the same way as playing a so far sounds where people are sat very quietly and there's like a, a great like degree of attention yeah. or like presence with the music. Um, the same thing happens in a yoga studio when people are practicing mm. or meditating is that is that there's like a like a kind of focus to the room, um, which means that all the little details of the music really really come out. Yeah, and that's, yeah. yeah. That's really exciting. And then that kind of pushes me to like, I don't know, play more interesting stuff, mm -hmm. I suppose. Um, but yeah, I haven't really like examined it too much, but I'm kind of enjoying, I'm enjoying that. I played for a, a guided meditation a couple of times. <gasps> well, not a guided, like a complete meditation. Yeah. And that's a bizarre experience because... It's just like a bunch of people lying on the floor in, in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then you just kind of, you play and then... Yeah, they just, they just, you know, they, they're listening. Yeah. And it feels quite intense. But then, at the, like, after a while, you just forget that they're, they're there at all. And then right. you kind of come back to yourself. And then they wake up, and it's almost quite, 
So you, it's almost it's like you've had your own meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's like you're jamming in your room and you have this kind of journey that, and then they wake up and you're like, okay, you were, you guys were there yeah. for that yeah. as well. So and you I open think, your eyes and they're all just staring back at you angry yeah. faced yeah. while you're playing like Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, they've gone on their own, like as much as that must be at first like daunting because you're like, oh shit, they're hearing every single little thing that's yeah. going on here. They're, they're definitely going on like if you have meditated before they they're going on their own journey which is into themselves where yeah. they can the, the music that they're hearing it, it's no long it no longer becomes a, a thing of like oh i'm just listening to some guy playing guitar in the corner it's, it becomes a thing of like oh this is like my world now and this is like this is the backdrop to my own little meditative state yeah so they you know it doesn't it not it, it not not that it doesn't matter what you're playing, but like any of those things that might go wrong that you worry about, it becomes part of the process and it becomes yeah. part of like the situation that's happening, which might be nice. Yeah, and it's I suppose it's like it's less of a performance. Yeah, and exactly. it's just kind of like mm. working together to create something yeah. in a way. How many times during a meditation class have you hit a howler of a bad note <laughs> and it's looped around <laughs> and every few bars it's like <laughs> 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 uh, does that ever happen yeah <laughs> i always worry about yeah. that with loop things there's a guy that we saw years and years and years ago and yeah. he had a loop station and an acoustic guitar and he's like playing these chords and that you know simple cool then he starts playing a beat you know like slapping the yeah. the, the bridge of his acoustic yeah um for the kick and then smacking the, the back end for the for the snare and he just was just like not just kind of ever so slightly. Oh yeah. yeah. And then it and then that was it. That was the loop for four minutes. And it I was know, like, and then you're stuck oh. in that mistake for like <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> We had a we had a, uh, uh Steve Berry, that was his name. Mm. Steve Berry, he was a, an improvisation teacher at the uni that we went to. Okay. And we would have a uh, he would like he'd make us do all sorts of mad shit. Um and he's probably the best musician i've ever met in the flesh mm -hmm. like he he's out of this world and he would um he would make us go around so like i don't know but set a bbpm yeah of pretty you know pretty steady pace not too draggy but it's definitely not a quick tempo and everyone has a beat and oh no actually no sorry that's bullshit not everyone <laughs> has a beat the bpm's going around on any beat you can do whatever you want but every time that progression restarts you have to do the same thing again okay cool to the point where if you go like bing ding link oh, fuck yeah next time it comes around you've got to go bing ding link oh fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. but you've got to, you know, obviously it's not looped in the way that yours is going around but it reminds me of that whenever i hear loop like people doing loop station stuff or people doing stuff with mad delay where yeah. it's like it just reminds me of being in Steve Berry's class and like someone sneezing or something again. and then having to sneeze again. <laughs> yeah. But hearing that one little note in like a delay, there was, I remember seeing a band called Howling Bells and they were doing this mad glockenspiel delay thing. Yeah. The feedback on this delay was just continuously evolving. Yeah. And every so often you'd hear just tiny little like, not, not a howling bad note, but yeah. like a just a little oop kind of hit the yeah, other one yeah. at the same time and you'd hear it just slowly but like over maybe 20 30 seconds eventually it would disappear but it's still in that feedback loop mm. until mm. it's until it's not i don't think i could handle the pressure <laughs> of being a loop artist in that way is yeah. that something that you tackle really early on though 
I just made so many mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. must like, just I get like, like, yeah, it's I fine. Just, I think, and the th- and the thing is, like, there's certain things to looping in that you have to have like good groove, and that's the like just have a really good feel of rhythm, yeah. and that for me just comes from like jumping around and like <laughs> nice. being, being in it, like, yeah. And um, but then, yeah, with with mistakes and stuff, I think they only happen in the moment, and and then mm. and then they're gone, yeah. and then it's and then what. The worst thing about a mistake is, especially during a performance, is when somebody makes a mistake and then is like obviously really awkward or embarrassed, <laughs> yeah. or just like you can you can sense them like dying inside. Or they and say then, stop and they start again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, don't do that. And then <laughs> and then you want to like and then you get, and then the, so that feeling is contagious. I think that's mm. the thing that people are worried about with mistakes. But like, if you play the wrong note and then look at the audience and be like, oh well, uh, and yeah. then yeah, and then just play the right note and be like, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So in your in your setup, if you if you have if you make a mistake in one of the loops, can you pull that out? Yeah, so I have an I have like an undo function. That's cool, uh, which That's I good. use frequently. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. See, I've never I've never actually played with loop stations apart from like when mates have had them and yeah. just had a little sit down. But I've got a loop function on. Well, I've had and and have right now loop functions on delay pedals. Yeah. So like I had a line six thing and had one, and I've got a Strymon thing at the moment, but they don't because they're not built loop pedals. They once you make that mistake, yeah, then it's, it's in. just in forever. So I've, there's been a few times where I've been like, like we did a we did a video in this flat mm-hmm. um, where I start a loop on the the timeline, yeah, and then and then we make play the song to that loop. But it got to the point where I was like, I'm just gonna have the loop prepped and I'm just gonna hit go at the start <laughs> of the video because the amount of times that I'd be like, oh, that wasn't quite right. Others are just that doesn't quite, and then it's just there and it just bugs me. But yeah. I love that like undo function. Yeah. yeah. So I, you, you need that in life. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Don't just you? Go. you need like just, when you smash your phone. Just go back thirty seconds. And, yeah. and, and play it again. Yeah. Is that, do it again. Is that, the, <laughs> does, is that what click is? No. I think so. A click is when um, click is he gets to like skip over bits, doesn't he? Oh, is it? I think yeah. so. That was a really depressing movie. Like it masqueraded really was. as a, co- yeah. a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was it? Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, remember watching that, expecting like a fun afternoon, and then I learned that it's not. I a feel good like time. a lot of his films masquerade as comedies. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. he's been good in stuff mm. but how good did that be just command z or you know yeah that beat that's a black mirror episode yeah right yeah there. waiting to be waiting to be made it is there's so many moments where you're like ah oh. oh if you say something you go oh, i shouldn't have fucking said that i'll do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um brexit wouldn't be happening <laughs> whoa <laughs> sorry um at, so at the beginning alex alex's intro was if anybody would be like what what's he say his intro about a a tibetan temple somewhere and someone hosting their own rave want to tell us a little bit about that oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah what the fuck is up with that yeah, yeah. uh so at the beginning of the year i went to bali for two months yeah um i'm not really sure why i went and everybody there was like looking for purpose in their lives and like looking for and and i was like is this is this why i'm here <laughs> <laughs> i was like i thought i just came to chill in the jungle for <laughs> Um, but no, just to have some like space to like, um, create and practice. Cause London, yeah. you have to do all the, you have to, uh, there's, there's so much work you have to do constantly as an mm. artist. It's kind of very like front facing, I suppose that I kind of wanted to go and practice and like yeah. spend time developing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of discovered this amazing music scene in Ubud 
which is in the center of Bali. It's the kind of like creative center. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, I've, what, what was interesting about Bali is that the kind of the atmosphere is different there and that you'd go and play an open mic and then um, people would jump up next to you and start playing. And if that was to happen in London... Uh, People are kick off. Yeah, you'd be like, you'd be like, dude, what are you doing? This is my, this is my time. <laughs> so, yeah. like, initially, I was a bit, I was a bit kind of put out, but it was just because they were enjoying the atmosphere and they wanted to kind of contribute. Um, and so, you, I'd have like all these different instrumentalists join when I played, kind of like from like tabla players to violinists to instruments that I didn't know the names of. That's yeah. cool. And then there was like a Mongolian throat singer that joined. Whoa, just, yeah. Mad just like stood up next to me and started going, oh. <laughs> that is so cool. That it is. took me like a couple of minutes to realize what he was actually doing. <laughs> this is cool. So then you're from there. Yeah. yeah. So then I had a bunch of jams with all of these amazing artists. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to mark my time there by like putting on a concert. Um, which was Which was similar to the one that's happening on Friday, mm-hmm. um, except... Uh, we found this amazing venue, which was a temple, kind of looking out over a river. Uh, <laughs> cool. Jesus Bali. Christ! And then, so good. Well, and we don't have that in London. No, And then, and then the gig um, ran over like three hours, um, and the, and it was kind of like from afternoon to night, and then all of the different artists came, and then. Sim in a similar way, one by one, they got up and performed, and it all started like very zen with everyone like sitting cross-legged, yeah. drinking tea. This was it was like a Chinese tea house underneath. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wow. um, and then by the end of it, kind of everyone was dancing and involved, and yeah, it's just like probably the best gig of my life. That's incredible. Yeah, it, it does sounds... sound incredible. The, yeah. the 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 most annoying thing about that is I was in Bali in January and I didn't oh, yeah. know that this was happening. Oh man. <laughs> and I'm like I'm so annoyed that I hadn't have just met you like maybe a few months before yeah. because that would have been so fun. like I'm so I, I look at videos no, on quite... your Instagram and I'm like I have so much FOMO right now. <laughs> I, we yeah. use that click button. Go back in time. I know, <laughs> yeah. it, honestly, it looked it looked incredible. It looked exactly how you've just described it. Yeah, like, it looks incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. And you can cool. see all that on 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 if we to follow you. Well, I say we to fo- we do follow you, but if our listeners were to follow you on Instagram, <laughs> that's where they can catch all that stuff. Yeah, because that stuff is hard to bottle, isn't it? Like we were saying about, um, you know, getting your getting your sound down. Yeah. Is hard enough to capture that that in a bottle and go. Okay, here's here's that product. This this organic, all this character there. But you managed to do it. Then packaging that temple idea and being like, you know, if this is something that I want to share with you or whatever. Yeah. that's even like harder to. The, yeah, you know, an Instagram video, I suppose, is what the other than maybe a professionally filmed video of the whole thing is as close as you're going to be able to get without actually being there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I suppose, as artists, like, Instagram is now, like, one of the main, like, forms for, like, self-expression or, like, creative expression yeah. or whatever. So so you have to have an, I don't know, I do have, have a, like, I think about how you can share these experiences. And when I'm doing things, I'm like, oh, we need to capture this and to, yeah. to be able to, um, because... I suppose, yeah, you can say a lot in like a in like a forty five second video. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. The, the, there's a guy who we had on the podcast 
I, I probably mention him all the time, but uh, Jay Garcher, and he's a he's does like Instagram management and marketing yeah. campaigns and things like that. And he's nineteen, eighteen, or nineteen. He can't still be eighteen. I know. He I, 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 I want to keep him as eighteen because like it makes it more romantic. Born <laughs> at eighteen, but he he he's that sort of age, and he's a fucking genius and knows all the ins and outs of Instagram. And I'm, uh, one of the, the studio manager that uh, where I work cause was chatting to him and he was saying like, he was like, what do people do before Instagram? Because he's, mm. he's 18. He, actually, he was like, I well, can't even remember a world, like I can barely remember a world without Instagram. Yeah. He's like, when I didn't have Instagram, I was a kid. I didn't have a phone. Yeah. And then... We had Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, MySpace? I don't know. What did you do before Instagram? And that's the thing. It's like, what did you do? Like, you, what did you do to get your stuff out before that? Okay, so we put it on Facebook. And then before that, oh, I put it on MySpace. Before that, uh... Oh, that's when you had all the gatekeepers. And it's like... And then it was a lot easier yeah. to become yeah, big. But now it's like... <laughs> it's like, we, we've, we've joked before, haven't we, with, you know, that whole, like... Uh, if a tree falls in the forest, do you hear it? It's like if if someone creates something and they don't put it on Instagram, did they even create it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that is a horrible, horrible. <laughs> no, it's, we're only taking the piss. But yeah. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing that you know you have. It's a weird platform that is controlling everything right now. Mm. And yeah, it's kind of scary. It's yeah. it's bizarre, but I think there are a lot of benefits to it. Like yeah. especially from busking, because essentially everything that I do now has come from busking and the cool thing about insta is it's okay to like it's cool to reach out to people you don't know Mm -hmm. whereas on facebook that's a bit weird yeah it's a bit strange yeah so um from playing on the streets and then you kind of come back from a day and then instead of like people who may have not wanted to come up and say hey or like chat to you while you were playing will message you later and be like oh hey i've got this event coming up Mm. um or let's collaborate or let's let's do something yeah that's cool so many things have happened because of because of that yeah um and then also there's like this there's like a sense of community i think between because i was thinking about this actually on the way because hmm. i suppose we've like i've kind of kept up with what you guys are doing on insta yeah and we've definitely and, done the same with you and then i've been like oh that's cool these guys are doing this and so even though you may not be in like direct contact you kind of have an idea what's going of on of what and yeah and it's and it's nice to be able to because like i suppose say for like when you're not ed sheeran and you're playing kind of gigs in different places all the time to kind of like see other people who are doing similar things yeah um and have a bit of like extract a bit of community and inspiration yeah from yeah. that that's totally. the most positive thing i've ever heard about instagram no. <laughs> and i actually believe you I know, yeah. <laughs> but like you because and I, I suppose it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because you got that's that's a great way to think about it, and maybe it's just about training. I don't know if it's an experience thing or if it's just training yourself to think that way about social media and Instagram. Yeah, because it's so easy to go on it and do the FOMO thing that you said mm. before, Shell, or um, you know, instantly be depressed or anxious yeah, as soon yeah, as you yeah. open it and go, "Oh, that person's doing this, and I'm just in bed." <laughs> and you're like, "Of course you're in bed. It's eight in the morning. Stop being so, you know." Yeah. Why are you on Instagram at eight in the morning? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to myself, who's over there. And um, but there is that positive spin on that. In that you can, rather than being like, "Oh, fuck that guy, he's doing this," you can be like, "Oh, it's cool, that guy's doing that, and I'm doing this, and we're all part of the same thing." Yeah, yeah. and that's a. I mean, it's probably hard to do unless you're super positive, like mm. <laughs> like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, you I mean, do. You do have a. You do have a. Uh, like you do ooze positivity. It's quite nice. <laughs> yeah, you, do. you do have a very positive aura. It's it, it's nice. It's settling. 
good. <laughs> Have you ever come out on, just on like, stage or like busking or anything? And then, you know, because you're saying like the mood takes you. Yeah. And you're just in a shit mood and you end up playing this really slow, depressing, like. <laughs> oh, so much. <laughs> People are like, I thought we were here to dance. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Just like, yeah, playing in, especially playing in like tunnels in winter. So like, oh, yeah. Then, you, then you're in a bad mood and you play something really moody and like one person walks past you every seven minutes right and then and then it just it just goes like down and down and, down. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually you're like oh god i'll just play something happy because that'll, that'll, that'll yeah. fix it oh that's um, cool should we uh should we move on to the first before we do yeah i just no. want to ask do you mind if i just ask one more question you itching to move on and just because you spoke about you spoke quite a bit about like go when you did your album you just went to go and you went to like a little shed in the countryside and then when you said when you went to Bali you just needed some like creative space like do, is that your is that your kind of like creative breakout where, where like when you when you need to be like when you need some space and you need some creative breathing space is it like okay I need to go and be away from a city I need to be out in culture or in nature and absorb yeah I think it's it's a lot about just like designing designing the time to to have the space to think because I know that if I'm in London like I'm surrounded by friends and work and emails and just the way that like my life runs here and that like <clears throat> that you kind of like are in yeah in that cycle mm-hmm. um and then so when I went to some time I suppose for reflection or if I know there's like a lot of thinking to do or if I want to do work that I don't really know what's going to happen then I'm just like okay well if I just segment this and take like put myself under these circumstances, then something cool will hopefully happen or like something creative, but you don't, you don't necessarily know exactly what's, what's going to happen. You're just like, okay, these, I need this kind of vibe and then maybe I'll go to here for, for, for that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like in Jan, I'm going to, going back to Cape Town where I'm from and then I've got a week I've got a week, like three creative weeks, and one in Cape Town and one in Ethiopia and then one in Mali. Amazing. And then because there's like different styles of music that I kind of want to learn for. Yeah. But I don't really know what's going to happen in all of those. I'm just like... We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll, yeah. see, we'll see what happens, but hopefully something, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it, I think it's good to, to kind of, yeah, make those segments of time. Yeah, I think I've never... I guess I guess that's something that I kind of like know and my body knows because whenever I feel like whenever I feel a bit trapped I know that when I go away and I do that I instantly feel better but it's not something that I ever apply and I think I, I need to apply to it the same thing yeah. like I never for me it's like when I'm like okay so I need to write some songs it's like cool let's book in some like writing sessions but it's it's not even as it's not even as simple as that no it's, it's like okay when are you free in the next two weeks uh tuesday six till yeah, nine yeah, yeah, yeah. wednesday yeah. not at all thursday one till five ish maybe six <laughs> yeah. I see if I could put, it's never like oh we're gonna take this time yeah. yeah whereas i feel like i think as i'm kind of getting older i'm a bit like because the creative i think the actual creative process in terms of like say in 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 our regard it's like ours is probably less creative day-to-day whereas yours is you know if you're out busking or whatever you're being very creative there in the flow and it's, it's I guess it's a lot easier to do that when you're an artist by yourself mm-hmm. but I guess with us our creative 
thing comes when we're like cool so we need to write our next batch of stuff or yeah. like things like that so and mm. i think it just makes a bit more sense or it, it makes sense to apply that idea of like okay well let's go away let's go somewhere let's be out of everything for like two weeks yeah. let's just see what happens when we're put in a space for two yeah. weeks and we can all we're there to do is to create yeah and like what can come out of that yeah because there's like dif different perspectives that come like i think whenever i kind of leave london or go to a different place like you see people operate in a different way or mm -hmm. there's like a different modality that you kind of slip into and that gives it gives you i don't know perspective on on your life back in the city yeah and then also just maybe the space to kind of create things that are potentially like that you wouldn't be able to access otherwise. yeah 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 um so yeah i like that cool. i think that's that like you know you're totally right we're so bad for that yeah. and i was trying to think of the last time that i was spontaneously creative like just sort of sat there and just being like i'm just gonna go and do this right now yeah i can like the, the one i can think of is when you were in bali michelle that was the beginning of this in year in january <laughs> every other every other time that i've been creative i've been like i'm gonna go and do this so yeah, like yeah. we've been making this film yeah so i'm gonna sit down and do the film score yeah. or doing it like look over the edits or we've been doing some work for a sync company so it's I'm going to sit down and do that yeah. or I'm going to sit down and do these things. Like it's always got a purpose. Whereas the only, and I'm, maybe I'm wrong, maybe there's something somewhere, but uh, yeah, January, February. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's pretty <laughs> shocking. The thing is, it's good to have that like, in in one sense, it's good to have that thing of like, um, of having that, I've got to create for purpose because that means that well, it, ha doing, it, it has a purpose behind it, doesn't it? Yeah, you have yeah that means that you're moving in the right direction and you're creating things for a, for a purpose, which is essentially what we all want to do. Yeah, um, I suppose. But I guess it's good to, it is good to pull back and be like, no, I need to create just for me and I need to just yeah. like yeah. see what grows from that. I think those moments Definitely. come like at random points and they're probably very, especially in London, they're yeah. very inopportune moments where you're like, okay, I'll just quickly voice note this idea that I've just had. And then you never get round, or I never get round to doing that voice note. So like, yeah. I literally have a day in my calendar at the moment that is like voice Dedicate note voice, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right. like it's, it's moved a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but you've got to you've got to say you've got to lock that time off. And yeah, that's like, it. Yeah. And then I'm when so people ask what you're up to, they're like, I'm working on a voice note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so bad at that. I'll be like, okay, oh, I'm yeah. meant to be working on my voice, but that's yeah. not important. I'll do your thing. Yeah, I'm or so I'll send emails that. instead, which seems more pressing. Yeah, but then, like, what is the deal with I that? Know. Fuck emails. <laughs> what is the deal with that? Right, we're moving on to a new segment because right. that is my fucking thing. Let's just drop the jingle in here. Do you do our bio oasis? Why don't you just go on the app? Is there any chance you can turn more like your plan B? Why don't you just go on the app? What's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? All right, cool. This is a segment called What's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? I will explain. Okay. Jack Bachelor is a friend of ours we lived with him in uni he's a fantastic drummer okay his grandparents would always ask his parents when they were on the phone they go how's jack what's he gonna do when he's finished with the drums <laughs> they just didn't <laughs> get it and he would get so fed up <laughs> or they'd ask him outright at christmas yeah. parties and we'd take a piss out of him for it and be like uh do you get any like any drum related stuff for christmas off your grandparents and be like nope <laughs> <laughs> so it's like annoyances and little quirks, things that people wouldn't know unless they are in whatever industry it is. Um, 
And I'm sure there's things that are not in creative, that are in non-creative fields that we wouldn't know about. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to just start it quickly with the fucking email thing. Yeah. Why does it feel like you're doing more with your day when you're sending emails or random admin yeah. than it does when you're actually doing the thing that you were sending the emails for? Yeah. I think it's because the payoff is quicker. Yeah. What well, do you mean? What, because like you've got a few different payoffs when you send an email. One, you're just like you're 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 getting rid of a backlog of shit that you needed to do. <laughs> so like when you send like ten, you I feel amazing morning. about yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's easy to just tick them off a list and like it makes you feel good when you tick shit off a list. Right. But secondly, it's like when 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 you get the email back from that and something is set in motion, like a gig or a response for from like a company or whatever. Yeah. Then it's like that instantaneous gratification of like, oh yeah, it was worth sending that email. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas okay. with the creative stuff, like, although that is the process that you need for your being and yourself, mm. it's a long process. It's a process that like is always there and always progressing, and it's never something that will be like. Okay, and now you get to feel good. But you might have a thing at the end of it. Yeah, yeah you will always have a thing about. The, you'll always have a thing at the end of it, but then you'll be working on the next thing before, even before that thing has ended. Right. So it's yeah. just always a continuous cycle of, with creative stuff. Yeah. Even though it is technically the what more about important stuff. If you get you send in your email, you press send. Fuck yeah, I've got that email done. Tiny bit of gratification. Mm -hmm. Then you get a out of office response back. Well, immediately yeah, you're like oh which is, what, <laughs> which is what happens nine times out of yeah. ten <laughs> uh, see do, so do you have the same thing with emails yeah yeah you, like... as an artist through what we've seen you just seem like your life is just this creative free flowing yeah 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 like yeah. There's your no life... email. I'm so surprised that you even send emails <laughs> yeah I didn't think you would have an email address I just thought well, you were, your life was just an embodiment of your what you put on stage which obviously is ridiculous to, to say because no one's life is like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. maybe it's, it's it's testament to how well you do it, you know? I mean, that's the, that's the ideal. So I kind of like do as much as possible. So like, I don't know, like my, my mornings, I go and play for dance. And then like, so the, the first three hours of the day, I'm kind of improvising music and that's amazing. Yeah. And then kind of either going out busking or whatever. But then that generally means that I have to fit in all the admin into like the other times, yeah. which is like 11 p.m. on a... Monday night yeah. <laughs> or, like, right, okay. or just like or just like frantically emailing on the tube and and kind of like trying to do everything as I go along yeah mm -hmm. um that feels very London yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah so there's yeah there's all of that as well and then I have to do that outside the creative space yeah. so, okay so yeah so do you let that you don't let that encroach upon your creative thing or does it sometimes take over no I don't know I mean there's definitely days where where I'm kind of working from home and then yeah. I'd be like, oh, today's a practice day. And then you'll be like, I'll send a couple of emails. And then you spend four hours doing emails. And then by the time it comes to like practicing, you're like, Ugh. and then at the end of the day, mm. like on reflection, you feel worse because yeah, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a certain satisfaction that comes to like when you do practice and when you do mm -hmm. of a, a kind of self satisfaction of just being like, yeah, that was, that was really worthwhile. Yeah. I don't know, like nobody heard anything that I did yeah. or like it didn't come across to anybody else. Um, and it has no tangible outcome, but I know that like that is, that was important. Yeah. You've served to your, your, for want of a better term, your soul really, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Whereas sending emails makes you feel like you said good for a little bit. I've been productive, but it doesn't mm -hmm. serve your soul in it's any like, way. It's just like refreshing Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But then also sending emails and not getting emails back can be devastating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but what's the what's the time limit on the email back? Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I haven't heard from her in a week. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Probably just next week. No, oh, okay. my, rules the, my rules, the week follow-up, and then if you don't get the follow-up, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Um, Send it and then forget about it. And then if they do respond, then it's a good. nice surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, isn't that how, like, like how 80% of emails work anyway? No. Yeah. You're just like knocking them out and yeah. no one's replying. That, to be honest, that's how I answer loads of my emails as well. Yeah. I'll I pick mean, like the ones that look important. I'm like, okay, you'll get an answer today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that speaks to a little bit like what we were talking about before about getting away and how I, for one, am just so bad at, at that. I just like would just keep grafting away, and, mm-hmm. you know, and the idea of going away on holiday is like, yeah, cool, but I need to get all this stuff done. But what like <clears throat> what I don't appreciate is just how and what, I, what I'm coming to possibly be craving yeah. <laughs> very soon is not necessarily a holiday, but is getting away and doing like something like what you did where you go and you go, okay, I'm going to literally just go and be creative and we're going to do and sort of um, nurture that side of me because I, yeah, I like, I love creativity and I love the world of a creative, but also I am just like a, a white Northern lad who <laughs> is like, Oh, you don't need to get like, don't worry about all that. It's a bit airy fairy. Yeah. But really it's the, what you need. You need to feed that side of yourself. And it's actually more, it's probably more productive to go and do that because, okay. Yeah. You've, you didn't do anything on the first day that you were away or the second day, but yeah. the third day you did. And, and then you come back refreshed as well. Even if you didn't necessarily write the album you wanted to write or whatever, you've had that time. Yeah. Totally. I think the cool thing, like, so the the difficult thing about a music career is it takes up all of your time, all of the time. Yeah. Um, but then the cool thing is that, is that it's very malleable. So you can kind of look at it and be like, well, how... We were chatting about this a little bit before and mm. then like, what are the things that I can... that I, what, are the, what are the steps that I can do that will hopefully serve me and what I think I need for myself as well as what I want for the work? And can I bring yeah. them together? Yeah. And sometimes, and sometimes you can and that's great. And then, and then so... So this, like, with with doing trips on on Insta and people responding to it really well, um, then I'm like, well, that's great. Like, I can I can take advantage of this and go on holidays and 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 like do creative stuff and mm-hmm. share it with people. And yeah. then and then that's some that's that's kind of work. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Goes like, on the expenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. But then um, it's also yeah, it's also really rewarding. So yeah. yeah. I think that's happened with us with, with how we found our feet with merging the kind of the visual stuff with uh with what we're doing and that mm-hmm. you know Definitely. that rewards you set that rewards us as a band or gives us a purpose as a band but it's yeah. also rewarding ourselves because that's what we're into yeah and we're making the content that we would want other people to make that we would consume ourselves you know mm. um is there anything have you got anything shell or yeah, is there I anything have. that happens for when you perform live <laughs> bus go on you go first and you, right. you're ready you're raring sorry i am i am i've got a gripe well no i haven't got a gripe actually mine's just mine to be honest mine's a kind of one of them unusual little things like emails where you're like so this week i had a or last week i had like a double book i got double booked as a gig okay and i ended up being the artist who was there like slightly after the other the other artist so the other artist got the gig okay which was really annoying because i yeah. was like and like after a whole hoo-ha with the agency. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha with the agency <laughs> that you have afterwards. It turns out that now I've just lost that gig, even though it was it was oh, their fault. Yeah. So and it's like, well, you know, that, that shit happens. And yeah. It's fine. That's what we deal with. But I was like, 
we me and Alex were talking about how much responsibility you take on as like an artist you hold like and as like just somebody who's self-employed so my mum lives in Australia for example and you know if I ever got the call to be like oh you need to come out to Australia then me be me first of all paying for a flight out there and then taking like three weeks off work is like detrimental to everything I do and you just hold like a lot of pressure as like an artist or a self-employed creative yeah to kind of make that work it's like life doesn't allow for like little things to go wrong like being double booked for a gig or you know like something you know uh, last minute like emergencies and I thought that was quite that was that doesn't happen in very many other industries no. it happens in a lot of freelance stuff though, yeah I would say I mm-hmm. guess yeah. But with a lot of freelance stuff, the reason why a lot of people go freelance is because yeah. normally they earn a lot more in their <laughs> yeah. job doing, yeah. the, doing it freelance. Yeah, Whereas yeah. as a creative freelancer, we do it because of the love of it, and yeah. normally it's not because we're getting paid well to yeah. do it. Yeah, and well, I was so like, that's a that's yeah. There's and the like pressure, like performing as well, and the like emotional attachment that goes with that. So as much yeah. as it's a professional concern and it's like a business thing, like when you when you win or lose a gig, like that's a that's an emotional thing or if, if you kind of get get taken off a gig then that like that can suck or yeah I'd, so i think that's an extra factor that makes it more yeah, challenging like you're, you yeah you have an attachment to it as well yeah, yeah you could yeah. take it personally as well like some people do take that really yeah. personally if they're like not chosen for a particular show or something yeah 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 and it might not be they might, just might not be right for the show or they, they the other bands were booked on first but then you take it to heart yeah because it's your your thing it's you yeah. you are the thing that yeah. they don't want <laughs> yeah well it yeah. was it was when we so there was there's a band that we really love called dark rooms and they were they for the first time they came and toured the uk but they were only doing really small venues so yeah, we were like okay we oslo in hackney right yeah they, yeah, okay. they did yeah. so we were like okay but well, we want to try and definitely get a support for that because it was they were doing small enough venues to warrant that and um and we didn't get it. And it was like, okay, cool. That's fine. We're still going to go and watch them because they're amazing. And then when we went to go and watch them, the support that they had on was a DJ who had nothing to do with that genre of music no, at hi- all. It was a hip hop artist. It, he was a rapper and yeah, a DJ. And it okay. was, and, but it was like, you know that they've just put him on because one, he'll be cheaper. Yeah. And two, is, I don't, well, I don't know. It's probably yeah. some sort of connection with yeah, the promoter yeah. or something. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That was one of the most like, perfect. Fuck. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, anything, anything from your your adventures, the adventures. Oh, you've the got adventures. to watch some just, just like the frustrating, oh, like frustrating things that, or busking things. I mean, just any, well, anything. Just any, me. but I imagine. Go on, I feel like, you're, I feel like they're stacking up in brain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, busking is definitely the most interesting one, and it, it's like often just the people's like not having a sensitivity to the fact that you're like playing music and maybe need like a little yeah. bit of space around you right okay and then like you just have like weirdos kind of like sidle up next to you and start talking into your ear oh, oh, while you're playing and then they expect you to be able to have a conversation with them at the same time yeah you're like I, I, can't, I can't do this i can't do this yeah like and i don't really want to do this like regardless <laughs> <laughs> we have that at covers gigs All like when we time. do covers gigs, <laughs> and then you're like dude i can't yeah. speak and like what what is but i I feel like yours is a little worse because mm. ours have managed to get through maybe a bouncer or someone to get into the bar yeah. in which we're playing. Yours is just I get, I get, anyone. I get the people, the bouncers would turn away. Yeah, this and then, unfiltered <laughs> madness. Because it's, it's not the kind of like normal level-headed people that will come and talk to you while you're playing. It's the like absolute oh, yeah, crazies course. or the drunks or the just crazies. like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sometimes the crazies are really rewarding as well. Like people yeah. who just like 
stop and do like crazy dance moves. I was going to say, like, yeah, I bet you they're cool. the people mm-hmm. who will stick around for like half an hour just dancing, like going mad. That would be quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, just like totally. Like one, one guy, like I was playing in busking in Copenhagen and then I was playing in the kind of the area where like weed is legal, I mm. suppose, because that was the only place that had cash. Okay. So it was the only, <laughs> right. only place where, I, where people could actually tip me. Yeah. So I arrived there and I set up and I start playing and then, and then there's this hot hot day and there's this it's like middle middle of the morning mm. and there's this dude in like a disheveled suit uh, with like half a bottle of red wine kind of like <laughs> strolling around and then and then he was he was the nicest guy and he danced and he was like so passionate about what I was doing oh wow but then he was like aggressively pa- passionate to like everybody else right like, so I'd be playing <laughs> oh, and then like some, somebody would like happily walk past and be like stop fucking listen to this guy he's great <laughs> and i'm like how do you how do you tackle that because he's complimenting you yeah. but like at the same time you're like please stop <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. just quiet oh, yeah. and, and not at all <laughs> how do you tackle that whole like no like no one carries cash anymore you need like a little little tap machine next oh, to you. I've got one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Up cool. to Copenhagen. I was like, I need to sort this out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So do people uh-huh. use that? People go through and just contactless you. Yeah. In the beginning, people would laugh at you, but then right. I think over the past year, like, because more bars and things are going cashless, and yeah, often with albums because I sell albums as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, people are like, we want to buy an album, we don't have any ca- cash, and I'm like, oh well, I take card, and then yeah. that That's works cool. quite That's well. That's cool. Yeah. Well, can you like set a, a, like a little limit of like a few quid or something for people to just be like ding as on the way past. yeah so you can set a repeat pay for like however much That's you so think cool. a tip is worth um, that is cool and then people yeah. can just be like tap as they go like tapping yeah. an oyster yeah that is um, well good yeah. yeah do they get charged if they don't tap on the way back should we move on to the final uh the final smeg e oh my god who the fuck is peter guy who's he lad Okay, this is who the fuck is Peter Guy. Peter Guy is a music reviewer from Liverpool. He is just a just a guy. Mm-hmm. Peter Guy. And he he just our drummer George has never got a good review from him. Okay. So he's got a bit of a sour taste in the mouth. But we're trying to turn that sour taste into a sweet taste mm-hmm. and recommend things um to our listeners. Yeah. And and you know, us to you, you to us. And we wanna um pay it forward. So it doesn't have to be necessarily music although generally it tends to be music mm-hmm. but has anyone got anything they want to recommend this week yeah so we have recommended this guy on the podcast before a while ago his name is tim linghouse oh is yeah old yeah. tim tim Timmy and Roy. we recommended an old album i believe called memory sketches yeah but he's got a new album on the way out called we were young when we left home yeah and there's currently this. only four tracks available at the moment but he's also just uh released eps as well uh, vinyls as yeah, well yeah saw that we have to buy one of those i know vinyls. i know we are don't worry <laughs> <laughs> um but i think that is going to be a good album when it when it comes out so i'd highly recommend yeah anyone i saw to his that. little instagram post about it the guy's a g he's been doing some sick uh installation stuff yeah i think i want to say in germany but i might be wrong about that but he's been doing like art installation stuff where he's playing piano along to it, it looks so fucking see cool. that's another thing of like music being starting to like seep its way into other mediums different yeah. things it's all yeah. remind us of the name of the album uh we were young we were young when we left home i believe i said yep okay cool it's coming out or it's out 
Uh, it's coming out. So okay. there's four tracks at the moment available okay. out of a, it's quite a long album, actually. It's a 16 track album. Mm. Um, but he's, um, for anyone who's not, who hasn't listened to him before, he's like piano based, very really beautiful, really beautiful piano based music. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Unless you go, it takes a complete left turn on this new yeah. album and it's just house. <laughs> like, that's amazing. what you can expect. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything you want to recommend? Um, Apart think- from your good, you know, your your own music, your good self. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> uh, no, I was just trying to think of things that have inspired me yeah. lately. And then, um, so there's a series on Netflix called Abstract, okay. I think, the arts, and it's all about design. Oh, I've seen um, this, yeah. Yeah, and then there's, I think, just as far as kind of like creative, I don't know, like successful creatives with kind of teams who've had like really inspiring careers and maybe done it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was one specific episode um, of a set designer who kind of created sets, started creating sets for films or, or for, for theatre mm-hmm. and then kind of moved into like doing sets for Kanye and Beyonce and just oh, like wow. massive world tours. That's um, and I just found it incredibly inspiring of her like kind of sensitivity to like um because there's i don't know there's something about i'm often performing in spaces where i'm adapting to the space so Mm -hmm. it's like if i'm busking or if i'm at a kind of function gig or you're kind of like what's you play to that essentially and then what she does is she has this like monstrous budget Mm -hmm. um to to kind of create and create an environment to like enhance the music or like an just, environment just, that is just yours or just like, yeah yeah just is like this is kind of like around built around the music and the story behind the artist and like mm. so that when you enter that space it's kind of this overwhelming exciting experience but like on another level that's um, cool so yeah I, I can't remember what her name was but i'll, um, I'll put it in the show notes and okay. I'll, I'll check it out yeah, yeah. anything else um who was on um, the last on the night that we saw you at Grow? Last time we saw you at Grow. Oh uh, yeah, so um, there was Joe, uh, my mate, passing through Eden is his artist name. Passing through Eden. He's um, the other Loopy Busker. Yeah, <laughs> Loopy Busker. <laughs> that sounds like a beer. <laughs> like a pale ale. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> um, and has he got everything on Spotify and things like that? Yeah, he's got a new album out on. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he's on he's on Spotify, passing Ooh, passing through passing Eden. through Eden or PTE, okay. um, and yeah, really also really stunning ethereal, mm. uh, organic dance yeah. music. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> he had so many like different drums and like cymbals and yeah. Oh, that was like. um. So that was the last guy on who's Roskius. Ah, right. Okay, um, cool. I'll give you the name for him as well. Um, but yeah, and then he he's surrounded by symbols and and percussion elements yeah, and so that's so bad sorry i got the two of them confused yeah no. um i'm gonna recommend watchmen the ah, tv series yeah um i fucking love the comic graphic novel however you want to call it um and then damon lindelof who made the leftovers which is one of the best things i've ever seen has gone and made watchmen tv series it's only four episodes in or five four four episodes in it's a bit weird, but then Damon Lindelof's a bit weird and I'm persevering with it. It's not started off amazingly well, yeah. I don't think, but it has started off in a way that is like 
you know, I'm super intrigued as to what's going to happen. Um, and he's just really creative. He likes to just tie you in knots yeah. with his storytelling. And then at the end, you kind of go, oh, shit, yeah. So I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. Is the production like similar to the film or is it? No, totally different. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like real world. You know, okay. the film was very like shiny, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is very just like it is set in sort of Tulsa in America. It okay. It's just gritty. Yeah. Great. But the one of the best things about it is that um trent reznor and Attica ross of atticus ross have done the soundtrack oh, recommended their work all the time on the podcast they're just amazing aren't they trent reznor is just fucking mm. amazing um but they're releasing the soundtrack in three separate parts uh he says it's not to monetize it but apparently it's because it makes more sense in that way mm. but for the art yeah yeah so <laughs> i don't know they're coming out on vinyl and stuff. The vinyls are obviously going to be sick. It's going to be like black and fucking bright yellow, obviously, mm. or something like that. Or the disc will have a little like blood splatter on it like the badge does. And the, but the soundtrack is really cool. There's like one repeating uh, motif, uh, not motif, one uh, theme that is this like industrial, sort of almost 90s Matrix style. like Amazing. And it's just, as soon as it comes on, you're yeah, like, yeah. shit is going down. <laughs> well, like last night, I was like, I was lying in bed whilst you were watching it. And for the first time, it was like, I, it was the first time that I'd listened to it, but not watched it. And it was the first time I'd actually taken the soundtrack in. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is so good. Mm. I didn't actually realize how good it was. It's, so I'm excited for that coming out. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And they're just always doing good shit, aren't they? Nice. Um, is that a Netflix or, or a... It's a HBO show. Okay. So we, we've been watching it on Sky Atlantic, haven't we? If you okay. can, you know, snitch Sky Go or anything like that off anyone, that's what I've been yeah. doing. Um, <laughs> but but um, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. It's odd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. uh, any final thoughts? We may be able to treat you listeners to something at the end of the episode but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but anything else before before we wrap this up? No. No? I'm all no. good. Thank you so much for coming down. Yeah, thanks It's been yeah. well nice chatting to you. No worries. Thanks, yeah. thanks for having me. I it's... hope we can make it on Friday as well. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely want to do that. I've that'd got a cool. friend coming to stay and she would just love that kind of vibe. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be great to see you guys there. So where can we check you out on uh, uh, online? Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> really? Never. <laughs> um... Yeah, Instagram. So my handle on Instagram is Bastian Creations. Awesome. And then my website is bastiancreations.com, which leads to everything else. So awesome. Go and follow this man. Shell, <laughs> thanks for checking us out. Thank checking you. us out. Checking us out. Thanks for what is it that you do? Speak. Thanks for speaking. <laughs> thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, cool. yeah, thanks again for coming. Amazing. And remember, guys, too much sauce ruins fries. <laughs>
Harrison. 